I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, September 19th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Jay, there is something missing in the world. It's a fighter jet. Have you seen it? It's kind of mostly gray, 51 feet long, last seen flying above South Carolina. The U.S. military is asking for the public's help to find the missing F-35. That's a price tag of $100 million, Jay which is a stealth jet specifically designed to be undetectable. And look, it's working. So we know that that's good news. It might be right in front of our eyes. We have no idea. It's terrifying to think of, right? Because it could be. What happened is the pilot ejected yep. and then the plane continued to fly on autopilot. Yeah. So I presume it'll fly until it's out of gas, but it could land anywhere. So keep your heads up. I just like that you think those planes fly on gas, like that you would get at the gas station. Well, you know, it's a little bit of hyperbole, Jay. It's a, it's these are the flourishes that make the podcast fun. I understand. that you want to that you want to throw out the window. You want to be by the book. Yeah, I have to fact check you on it. I haven't seen it. My guess is it's not coming back. That would just be my guess. Like it's probably somewhere over water. They're just trying to get there before the Chinese do. Yeah. Well, it may be too late. We don't even know. Yeah, we have no idea. We have no idea. Ironically, if they find that stealth jet by a balloon they have in the air, that would be irony. Yeah, we've come full circle for 2023 military stories. But aside from this missing jet, what do we have for peak today? For our first story, Fed's demand plan from grocery execs. For our second story, Canadian rental listings are really something else. And for our last story, how did a Vietnamese EV company get so big while selling so few cars? For our first story, if you can't figure out why your grocery bill keeps climbing, well, you're not alone. The federal government was wanting the exact same thing. What are they going to do about it, Brett? So Canada's five biggest grocery companies agreed to work with the federal government on a plan, plan, to stabilize food prices following a meeting with Innovation Minister Champagne yesterday in Ottawa. The chains, including Loblaws, Sobeys, Metro, Walmart Canada, and Costco make up roughly 80% of all food sales in Canada. Big players. Trudeau warned the companies that if they don't come up with a short-term plan by Thanksgiving, they could face tax measures. I assume they mean Canadian Thanksgiving, so it's a couple weeks away. To catch you up, this is the second time this year that the feds have hauled grocery execs to Ottawa and comes after a report released by the Competition Bureau this summer criticizing the lack of competition in the Canadian grocery sector. I'm not holding my breath. And it matters because while emergency meeting about food prices sounds pretty good to anyone who's been paying $37 for chicken breasts lately, realistically, one of the best case outcomes from the CEO get-together would be if grocers had to start providing federal agencies with precise financial data around things like margin food growth. Well, the Competition Bureau determined this is a quote. We saw Canada's largest grocers' gross food margins generally increase by a modest yet meaningful amount over the last five years. And they continued to say the fact that Canada's largest grocers have generally been able to increase their margins, however modestly, is a sign that there is room for more competition in Canada's grocery industry. Well, I'll say there's only five people in that room. Yeah, but while grocery execs say that factors like Russia's war on Ukraine and supply chain disruptions lead to price instability, the Competition Bureau's report pointed out that there has been a long-term trend of grocers increasing the amount they make on food sales that began well before those problems arose. And here's the bottom line. A temporary plan to reduce prices for Thanksgiving likely won't do much to solve the bigger problem at hand. Canada doesn't have enough competition to make grocery prices competitive in the first place. For our second story, from shared bedrooms to staircase apartments, these are all weird real estate listings we've seen recently. It's a tough world out there for new renters. Jay, tell me about it. What's the latest from the rental market? 
Well, according to CTV, limited housing supply across the country are causing both developers and tenants to repurpose overlooked spaces into unconventional homes. Some of these places are so unconventional that they're drawing swift backlash online. In Toronto, a realtor posted a listing for a shared room for $650 a month on TikTok, featuring one bunk bed that's seemingly located in the foyer of a home. In Montreal, one developer turned what used to be staircases into tiny homes, listed at $1,995, spread out on three stories. The living space spans 350 square feet. And in Vancouver, a walkthrough tour of a 200-square-foot unit went viral in TikTok in a video that's since been deleted after being advertised for $2,000 a month. And it matters because Canadians are struggling to keep up with rising rental prices nationwide. The average asking price for a new tenant is up 9.6% in the last year, hitting $2,117 last month, while average hourly wages from an employees rose by 5.2%. Vancouver, Oakville, and Toronto are currently the most expensive cities where you could sign a lease, with the average cost of an apartment passing $3,000 last month. And the bottom line is, in Canada's two largest cities, households have to bring in at least $120,000 a year before tax just to meet affordability metrics for an average rental or spend less than 30% of their income on housing needs. And Brett, these two stories together, between rent and food, it's a very expensive place to live, which we know. For our third and final story, you think that to be one of the world's most valuable car companies, you need to move a lot of hot rods. But I think that may not be right, Brett. Yeah, so here's what's driving the news. Buzzy Vietnamese electric vehicle maker VinFast disclosed in recent regulatory filings that nearly two-thirds of the vehicles it sold in the first half of the year were purchased by a taxi company owned by its parent company, VinGroup. Mm-hmm. Even with a helping hand from its corporate overlords, VinFast is way behind its chief EV competitors as it projects to sell just 50,000 vehicles this year. The company has also faced major setbacks since planned North American expansion. It was forced to recall the first batch of 999 vehicles it sent to the U.S. last year due to safety concerns while U.S. reviewers lambasted them for poor quality. Yeah, but despite dodgy quality and basically non-existent sales, VinFast was briefly the third most valuable automaker by market cap last month after listing via a SPAC. While its valuation has since tumbled, like some SPACs generally do, it's still worth more than the likes of Hyundai, Kia, and Nissan. VinFast has also been busy promoting its brand around the world, including in Canada. It was official sponsor of the CNE this year and has a display at TIFF. It matters because VinFast is perhaps the prime example of a pie-in-the-sky thinking that was fueled EV startups and the disparity between what they're worth and what they actually produce and sell. It certainly helps that over 99% of the company is owned by Famnet Buong, Vietnam's richest man, who has made it clear that he's willing to throw money at VinFast to grow it. Now to zoom out, VinFast isn't the only EV business that has launched to much fanfare only to disappoint when the rubber meets the road. Gotta love driving puns, Brett. Formerly Ford-backed Rivian has dealt with chronic production issues. EV van startup Canoe is now mostly focused on government contracts and startup Lordstown Motors filed for bankruptcy this year. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Brett, and have a good Tuesday, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.